Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Gospel according to St. John, the eighth chapter. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe in me? Whoever is of God hears the word of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets, Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? And the prophets died. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, you are not yet 50 years old. And have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, I have a confession to make. One of my favorite hats to wear while working outside is definitely my Boston Red Sox hat. When I wear it out in public and when I'm asked if I'm a Red Sox fan, I typically will respond that I am. However, here's the confession. I've only been to Fenway Park in Boston once, And I have not watched a Red Sox game on TV in the last 8 to 10 years. In fact, I have no idea who their manager is. And if you were to read their players to me, their roster, well, they would be foreign to my ears. Their names would sound strange. And if I heard the Red Sox fan chant, it would be an unfamiliar chant to me. So with that said, am I a Boston Red Sox fan? The answer is no. I'm a poser, I'm a fake, I'm a wannabe. If I say that I'm a fan, well, let's just be honest right here and right now, I would be lying because Red Sox fans, as you may or may not know, well, they watch the Red Sox and they know the Red Sox and they follow the Red Sox. A poser like me does not. And yet there is a temptation with all of us to have our cake and eat it too, as they say. 
As a poser, we all try to fit into certain profiles to play a part. We work so hard to convince ourselves that we are one thing when in reality we are another. We see this so clearly from our reading in the Gospel of John. In John's Gospel from this morning, Jesus was debating a hostile Jewish crowd. The Jewish crowd were not a bunch of Red Sox fans, but were indeed a bunch of posers. That is to say, the hostile Jewish crowd was convinced that they belonged to the house of God. They were arguing with Jesus adamantly that they were descendants of Abraham, making them children of God. Now, that sounds fine and dandy on the surface. However, in reality, and as already mentioned, they were posers. They were fakes. They were wannabes. They were liars. You see, if they were children of God, they would not have only loved Jesus, but listened to him as well. The reason being, Jesus and the Father are one. Jesus did not come on a mission of his own with his own scheming and devising. But God the Father sent him. And so, because Jesus and the Father are one, that Jewish crowd could not say that they were children of God while simultaneously rejecting Christ. They could not have it both ways, unless they were posers. Dear friends, unfortunately, the same phenomenon exists today. 65% of Americans polled recently state that they identify themselves as Christians. However, as we have learned, that does not mean much of anything. You see, we must keep in mind that many individuals will call themselves Christians, but will do so because of all sorts of various reasons. For example... You may call yourself a Christian because that is what is expected from you, from your family and spouse. The family may pressure you to be or to call yourself a Christian. And that intensity is so intense that if you do not do that, do not call yourself a Christian, well, you may be excluded from grandma's Christmas dinner. Or perhaps you may call yourself a Christian because the church is a way for you to promote your business you know how this works. Attend church on Sunday, get business on Monday. Or maybe you call yourself a Christian due to the good name Christianity has in your society and cultural clubs. Or because your friends call themselves Christians as well. The point being, there are so many reasons why a person calls themselves a Christian. There are reasons such as finances and votes donations and social status, family and peer pressure, and so forth. Now, regardless of the exact reason given, the fact remains none of these explanations, none of them are legitimate. None of them are legitimate reasons why you and I are a Christian. Being a Christian has nothing to do with your status or your gender or your ability, your heritage, your nationality, or your ability at all. But it has everything to do with listening to Christ listening to Jesus. And so if you call yourself a Christian because that is what is expected of you, yet you refuse to listen to Jesus, well, repent, my friends, you are a poser. If you call yourself a Christian to prop up your business, yet your ears are closed off to Jesus and his word, repent, you are a wannabe. If you call yourself a Christian because that is who your friends are while refusing at the same time to listen to Jesus, Repent, 
you are a fake. If you call yourself a Christian and come to church twice a year for sentimental, nostalgic reasons, while Jesus' word is strange and unfamiliar to your ears, well, repent, you are lying to yourselves. Now, with that said, just in case you are among those clever individuals who claim to be a Christian while starting every spiritual conversation with the following. Well, my Jesus certainly would not do that or perhaps starting every conversation like this. Well, the Jesus that I worship certainly is not into that. If you are of this nature and this character, beware, for you are not very clever, but are playing with that same fire that the Jewish crowd played with some 2,000 years ago. If you can recall in that gospel reading from this morning, the Jewish crowd wanted to claim all the rights and privileges of being God's children while simultaneously rejecting God's word. They, They actually rejected Jesus because they did not like what they heard from him. And the same thing happens today. When we want to maintain the label of Christian, but do not like what Jesus himself is saying. And so what happens, tragically, is that we reject the real and biblical Jesus to create a pretend Jesus in our minds. A pretend Jesus that we prop up to pretend that a Christian faith is legit. It is actually a dark and very dangerous game. As a result, we not only become a poser like those first century Jews, but we actually cut ourselves off from the Lord and align ourselves with the devil himself. And to make things worse, when we are confronted about our idolatry, because that is what this is, when we're confronted about our idolatry and poser games, well, we get just as angry as those first century people and we pick up rocks to throw at anyone who would dare challenge our religious make-believe world and land. Dear friends, please listen. Being a child of God is not about being a pseudo-fake, pretend Christian. Being a member of God's house is not about being a poser. Being a Christian is not about a Christian in name only, but instead, being a Christian means that you are one that listens to God's word. Being a Christian is to be a hearer of Jesus's word. What is really at the heart of today's gospel reading is that third commandment. We are being shown that we should not neglect the preaching and teaching of the word of God while claiming to be a Christian in name only, but instead we should hold God's word sacred and gladly hear and learn it. But what does this mean more specifically? Well, it actually means hearing the word will indeed make our posing hearts uncomfortable. It means that Jesus' word will challenge our fake games. The Lord has power in his word, and that word shreds our lies while shaping and forming us, often shaping and forming us different than the trends of the world and culture. Indeed, the world... The teaching and the breath of Jesus is sometimes painful for us to hear, but make no mistake, my friends, it is also good, very good. Being a Christian means that as you listen to the word, you are continually being brought to a conviction of sin. 
Through God's word of law, you are shown where you have erred. The word breaks through our foolish facades and misguided fairy tales of pretend comfort to show us where we have believed the lies of the evil one. Being a Christian means that you are also given ears to hear. And so, hear this right here and right now in this moment. Hear this. Through God's forgiveness and life and salvation, you are not a poser. You are not a fake and a wannabe. You are baptized and declared a saint, a saint who belongs not to the lies of the evil one, but to Christ. Hear this and hear it often through the death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ. You are not a poser, but a Christian, one who belongs to Jesus. You're one whom Christ died for and considered it worthwhile. As a baptized saint, you've been given ears to hear. Therefore, hear the word of God. Accept the rebukes from Jesus' word when sin has been committed. And most importantly of all, hear the gospel. Yes, hear the gospel and hear it often. And don't let go of it. For the gospel is medicine against eternal death itself. And as you continually hear and receive and cling to the word, know that the promises of Jesus cannot fail you, but the word, yes, the word is the sure, the secure promise of the great I am, and that great I am, who is Jesus, cannot be conquered by death, which means that you will not be conquered by eternal death as well. Blessed baptized saints, posers do not listen to the word, but you do and have this day. Do not waver as the baptized and never stop listening to the word for the word is for you. It is for your ears to hear. It is for you to receive. You are to be captive to the word. The promises of God keep you from eternal death itself. You are forgiven. Salvation is yours. You have life in Christ because Jesus bled and died because Jesus says it is so. In the name of Jesus. strong word bespeaks us righteous bright with thine own holiness thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon you can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from pastor matthew richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit saint paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org The Lord bless and keep you.